for I declare, for I declare victory for Jacob. I declare deliverance for Jacob. I declare victory for Jacob. I declare deliverance over the Jacobs. How many of you are a Jacob? How many of you have passed from wrestling in your flesh and walking in the flesh into walking in the spirit? How many of you have wrestled with God all night long until you get the breakthrough? How many of you have passed from being up in a place of wrongful positioning because of your own strength from going into a place of total dependency on the spirit of God? For just as I have turned Jacob the supplanter into the fighter for God, I am turning you from fighting in your own strength into fighting for God. Walk in the Spirit, my sons and my daughter. Walk in the Spirit. 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 For I have set you free this day. A few weeks ago, I stood in this pulpit and said, The Spirit of the Lord said, The last four months of this year, He's going to pour out something. This is the first Sunday in the last four months of this year. And the presence you're feeling right now is something new and something special. He's releasing. We have sung the song in your presence. We're talking about being in his presence. It's time we get into his presence. It's time we put aside the things that are bothering us, the things that the world is hindering us. It's time we die into his presence. He said in the last four months of this year, as the word came forth, I'm going to change you. You're going to wrestle with me and wonder why. Because I'm not ready to release you, said the Spirit of the Lord. I am not done with you, said the Spirit of the Lord. I am beginning a new work in each and every one of you. Come, come to me. Come into my presence, said the Spirit of the Lord. For this is the time. This is the hour. This is the moment of transformation, said the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's time. It's time for us to come right into a deeper walk with him if that's you this morning and you are wrestling with whatever doesn't matter get down here and come into his presence this place is filled with the presence of God just come down and we'll pray with you for you quickly come down if you're hungering more for his presence
from our fleshly mindsets. God, renew us this morning. Renew our minds. Renew our spirits. Oh, we just want more, more, more of you, God. More of you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you for the blood. We thank you for the blood. We thank you. Wash us. Wash us. Spirit, soul, body, past, present, future. Oh, we want more. More of your Holy Ghost. More of your Holy Ghost. We need your Holy Ghost power. Forgiveness. We forgive. It ain't worth it, God. We just choose to forgive right now. We let go. We forgive. Oh, yasaka. More. More of your Holy Ghost presence and power. Oh, Father. When the world looks at us, they will see Jesus. Oh, God, just hit us this morning with your power and your presence. Just lay us out this morning, God, with your power and your presence. Something new is getting ready to happen to you. <laughs> we bless your name, oh God. We bless your name. <laughs> we give you glory. Hallelujah. 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 Hey, na na na, mando 
na 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 na
troubles. Save them where they are. Yes, Lord. While we praise, while we worship, we pray for our needs. Apostle C and Sister C, Pastor God and Sister God, while we praise, we worship, we pray for Destiny Schools of Ministry. While we praise, while we worship, we pray. Yes, Lord. Every church at Parachurch, our churches overseas, while we praise, while we worship, we pray for Afghanistan. Let the Spirit of the Lord hover over Afghanistan. Move in a mighty way in Afghanistan. While we praise, while we worship, we pray for our leaders, Bishop and Dr. Cheryl. We lift them up before you. We speak blessing over them. Hallelujah. Miracles, signs, wonders, blessing, and more grace over Bishop and Dr. Cheryl. In the name of Jesus. Come on, you got 45 seconds to give God your praise is most radical, ridiculous praise. Come on, praise holiday weekend for everyone to just enjoy, but I thank God for Chef and Carolina Brandon. They are the best chefs in Nat Roseville in the world. Amen. So make sure you grab a takeout because it's always the best. Well, good morning, Evangel. Y'all a bunch of crazies. Struggle with sciatica, 
So this morning it was like, Jesus, help. And when he said that, the Lord goes, and neither do you. and the team doing a crescendo. Woo! How many of you love our worship team? Love you, love you, love you. Love you. Woo! Awesome. Amen. I'm going to try to say something intelligent here this morning. All right. I want you to just look at your neighbor this morning and say, we have a miracle mandate. That's right. We are mandated by God to see miracles in this generation. How many of you believe that? See, we say we believe it. We talk about it. We even talk about what God did 20 years ago. We talk about what God did 10 years ago. We talk about what God did yesterday. But I want to tell you, I'm more excited about what God's doing right now. He's the God of miracles. Look with me at Psalm 119, verse 25. Look at this. My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken, say quicken, thou me according to thy word. Now in the Hebrew that says, I lay prostrate right out before you, God. How do we see the miracle working power of God today? We got to get on our face. We got to lay out before him so that he will quicken us. How many are sick and tired of seeing all the junk going on? Hearing all the junk going on. How many of you are tired of the enemy's attack against your house, against your marriage, against your kids, against you? We got to get on our face more. We got to get on our face and lie out before God. Say, God, start with me. Start with me. Start with me. Miracles are a result of laying out before God. You know, some of the greatest times that we see miracles and we get excited is when we see people come to the Lord. That's what he, he said, go seek and save. That was Jesus' whole mandate. Seek and save that which was lost. Do you know what excited him about it? The miracle came when they just did whatever he said. And then they would just, if he said, read the, read the Torah, they'd read it. If he said, leave everything, they left it. The miracle is right there where we are so desperate. How many of you are so desperate you'll just do whatever God wants you to do? And that's when we see the miracle. People that come to Christ, they're so desperate that when you say, go pick up that Bible and read it, Guess what? They just go do it. Why? Because they're so desperate they don't know what else to do. And then comes the miracle. Their lives are changed. That's why God wants us so desperately to go out there and bring them in. Bring them into the kingdom. 
That's why it's so important if you can take a Saturday morning and go with the team, if you can just do it every day in your life and share Jesus with somebody, if you can just get them into the kingdom, the miracle is they're so desperate. They'll cling to God because they don't know what else to do. How many of you, when you just don't know, you know, this past week I've just been in so many situations where I say, God, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any more words <laughs> to say. God, here, out of my hands, into yours. I'm so desperate. I go to the word. I go to prayer. Why? Because that's where the miracles lie. When we are talking to him. Are you getting this? The reality is if we're not seeing miracles, then we yet better get on our face. Lay out. When you get that frustrated, lay out on your floor. Okay, God, that's it. I'm done. I don't know what else to do. And that's the best time he does. He knows exactly what to do. He knows how to get our attention, doesn't he? He might either hit your wallet or he'll hit your little uh, feelings. Somebody the other day said, oh, my God, I got another car repair. I said, have you been tithing? I said, Dr. Cheryl, what is it? I said, it has to do with it because God's going to pry it out of your dead hands. saying every car repair is because you don't tie. I'm saying listen to God. Yesterday I got here and I had to run all these errands because uh, our James, shout out to James. And he's, he had something to do this weekend so I said okay I gotta get this done, this done. Blah, blah, blah. And the Lord just stopped me right here when I pulled into the parking lot. And he goes, if you see so-and-so, put this money in her hands. And I thought, where did that come from? How do I know if I'm going to see so-and-so? Yeah, I'll probably see her maybe tomorrow at church, but why would she be here this morning when I'm just ripping and running? And what was that, God? And all of a sudden, guess who's standing in front of me? so-and-so and so-and-so so just started crying and screaming I said here I don't know what this is about but I'm being obedient saints just hear God just seek God just you know what we did this morning hallelujah at the altar seeking his face crying out to God you know how many churches don't want to do that anymore? Because it is so not publicly acceptable. It's not socially acceptable. I don't care. I don't care if we're accepted by anybody except him. Hallelujah. We just got to do it. You know, in Acts chapter 2, it's a whole discourse on miracle mandate. That's all of Acts chapter 2 is a mandate for miracles. Read it. What were they doing? They were doing miracles because uh, in Acts chapter 2, we're called witnesses. Witnesses to what? That Jesus died, he rose again, and his Holy Ghost is in us. That's where the miracles start. We got to have, why did Jesus die and rise again? What did he do? He put his spirit in us. Why do some Christians walk around like they got no Holy Ghost? <laughs> they just got this little title they think is fire insurance. That's what I call it. We don't need fire insurance. We need relationship. We need the spirit of God to fill us so much that we're just crazy like we were this morning. Well, you know, Pastor Cheryl, all that activity, 
I mean, if you are not a gym goer, you don't need to after you come to one of our services. You got your exercise for the day. Your spirit got exercised. Your body got exercised. Are you getting this this morning? How many of you want to do miracles? How many of you don't even realize you already are doing them? All you got to do is prostrate yourself now. Lay it out on Jesus. The outpouring of the Spirit. The outpouring of the Spirit today is not for the church. Hello. We don't go to conferences for the church. We go to conferences so that the unsaved will come. That's why it's so important. You don't come to church for you only. you got to bring somebody. That's why the Spirit gets poured out to knock somebody who doesn't know God yet over. The outpouring of the Spirit is for those that need to have their life transformed. But it's also revival. Revival. You know what revival means? Something was dead, and it's coming back to life. That's for the Christians. That's for us. You bring people to church for the Holy Ghost outpouring to transform them. You come to get kicked in the butt so you come alive again. Are you getting it? You just got to touch a revival this morning. If you were kind of like, eh, eh. You know, my little grandson, I love to tell my little stories, but my little baby grandson, when I lift him up, you know, he's uh, no lightweight anymore. So I lift him up and I go, eh, eh. And so now every time he sees me, he looks at me and goes, uh, uh. That's what we got to do. When we come alive in Christ and get touched by the Holy Ghost, we're going, uh, uh. Revival. Awakening. How many of you have heard that word used a lot lately? That's for unbelievers. It ought to not be that the saints get awakened, although some are sleeping. How many of you know Christians that are sleeping? Look at your neighbor say, not in this house. You couldn't sleep if you wanted to. How many of you got houses you raised in like that? Sleep was of the devil. Vicious always up. Five, four. Banging his music, man. The praise and worship are going. If I roll over, it's like, oh, hi, honey. We mean, hi, honey. Can we just kick it down a bit? Well, honey, it's just praise and worship. Amen. We just don't sleep is not allowed. Awaken. Awakening is for unbelievers. See, when you are an unbeliever and you get awakened, what are you awakened to? A God awareness. A God awareness. He's real. He's real. He's alive and he's kicking. Lost unbelievers can't be revived because they have nothing prior to look at. There's no prior state of mind to say, okay, I'm going back to being uh, alive, revived. No, when they're lost and they're not believing, they got to get an awakening. How many of you growing up as kids, you were kind of lost when you weren't doing what you were supposed to do and your parents came along and awakened you? Right? They awakened you. And in some respects, you got a revival. Right? You got revived. Something got your attention. Whether it was the Board of Education for the Seat of Correction 
whatever. But an awakening will come to an entire nation. See, America needs an awakening. Awakening. America needs an entire awakening, and he's going to use us, but some of us need revival. Then the revival people and the rest of us, we go and we touch a nation, and they get awakened. Are you getting this? When they go out on Saturdays and touch lives with the evangelism team, there is an awakening for some, but there's a revival for others. And the key is, the miracle is always right there. The miracle is either healing, or they're like, wow, never knew this, never saw this. Why? Because... God will bring a miracle when people are so desperate they don't know what else to do. You've got a miracle mandate on you. Look with me at Ephesians chapter 3. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you could ask or think. He'll do incredible right but look at this according to the power that worketh in us he can do incredible stuff right but we control the amount of power uh-oh what are you saying dr cheryl god is in control how many times have you heard that from this pulpit three million and two times Say, God is in control. God is in control. Hashem is in control. But he's not in control of your choices. What do you choose? Do you choose restoration? Do you choose forgiveness? Do you choose love? Do you choose? What do you choose? I ain't doing this. What ain't you doing? Well, I, I just don't think that's right. Who cares what you think? When did what you think have a thing to do with anything? Tell me one time anybody in here where God thought your opinion was so important. I don't see any hands. Something says he doesn't care about our opinions. He just wants us to be used of him. We're all vessels. We're all vessels. No one's bigger, better, nothing. We're just vessels. So if God wants to use me, just use me, God. I don't care if I'm right, wrong, indifferent. I don't care what I am. Well, you know, if I do that, that's like, I don't want to do that. So what? If that's what God wants you to do, and it doesn't compromise your belief system, and he's just going to use you as a vessel to pour out, let him use you. It's all according to the power that works in you, but you've got to be willing. Are you willing to be wrong? Ooh. Are you willing to be Right, even if someone thinks you're wrong. Uh-oh. Will we lay down our pride? Well, I ain't doing that. Why? Well, that just looks like a smelly, messy mess. So? Anybody ever picked up your smelly, messy mess? Uh-oh. Are you hearing me at all? See, mothers can, moms can really figure this part out. We, we've cleaned up a lot of smelly, messy messes. But guess what? It had to be done. We had to be the vessel that God used. 
or there would have been diaper rash and every other evil thing, right? And sometimes we had to catch them because they'd be running. That was my experience. Come here, I gotta change your diaper. Ah! Run off. How many of you are getting it? Vessels. He says, I will do the work. I will give you all you need. I'm the power behind everything. But it's all according to what you're willing to be used as. He can do exceeding, abundant. Wow. Beyond anything you could ask or think. Wow. But. It's all got according to the, the vessel. Will you just be used? What if by you being used, a life is changed? <sighs> Something to think about. Look with me at Luke chapter 8, verse 22 to 25. This one's really interesting when I was studying this. Now, it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples and said, let's go over to the other side of the lake. That sounded harmless, didn't it? It sounds harmless, doesn't it? But see, when I went to Israel, Lake Genesaret, which is where they're at here, is not a predictable lake. So out of nowhere could come these incredible waves and wind. How many of you know that's just all about God? Like all of a sudden you're tooling along and here comes a storm. <laughs> so they launched forth, but as they sailed, he fell asleep. Wouldn't Jesus do that? See, sleep's not of the devil for him. <laughs> he could fall asleep anywhere. Look at this. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake. Now we just can't relate in America. Because when we go to the lake, it's peaceful, right? It has to really be storming and, and rain. And even then, the, there's no waves on a lake, right? I don't know unless you go to a different lake than I've seen. They're pretty calm. Okay. But the storm came on the lake and the boat, here it is, they were filled with water. And they were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him saying, Master, Master, we perish. We're going to die. So he arose, <coughs> and he rebuked the wind and the raging of the water. And they ceased, and there was a calm. <coughs> Thank you, Dr. Catherine. You love me. Thank you. And he said to them, where is your faith? Okay. Oh, well, my faith is all over the place. It's only water. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> and they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. Now, I don't know if you've ever looked at this this way. But if you look at this scripture, this passage, a lot of times it's misunderstood. Because we look at it and we think, what a testimony. That was a miracle. Hello? How many of you would say that? Yeah, that looks like a miracle. Jesus performed a miracle. But Jesus didn't see it as a miracle. Hello? Are you with me? Kind of, sort of, maybe. What did Jesus say? Man, where is your faith? He didn't jump up and down and go, Oh, hallelujah, I just did a miracle. He woke up and said, Man, where is your faith? And in the Hebrew, it translates, What do you trust in? Uh-oh. How many of you can relate? You're in these little storms that kick up out of nowhere. 
And he comes on the scene because you go and you say, Lord, I'm drowning. And he walks in and he either does something about your situation then or he does it in a couple days or he does it in a couple years. And the whole time, I perish, I perish, I'm going to die. Oh my God, what are you going to do, God? Isn't that what we do? And the reality is that when he moves, we're like, I knew God had this. And you're like, you did not. And the reality is we think he did a But in reality, his question to us is, where's your faith? What are you trusting in? See, he's given us a miracle mandate. I don't care if it's this moment. I don't care if it's tomorrow. I don't care if it's 10 years from now. We got to see there's a miracle coming. I got a miracle. And it's not just for me. It's for everybody to see the power of God that works in me. And I'm just a vessel. And praise God, give him all the glory. How many of you would say you had a miracle this week? Somehow, some way, a miracle this week. Maybe he put money in your hands. Maybe he healed something. Maybe he did something in a relationship. Maybe he gave you the words to say at an unexpected time. Maybe he just gave you a little parking spot up front. Maybe he did something. And we just think it's a testimony. No, it's a miracle. And it's a miracle to just turn around and give him the glory and let him show you where your faith is growing, where you got to go, where you're headed, what's ahead, and what he's going to do in your life. I think it's exciting. I get excited when I drive up and I get a front parking lot spot. I'm like, woo! The one day I pulled up, my window is open, I got a spot. I go, woohoo, Jesus! This lady's getting out of her car. She goes, You get pretty excited. I said, You bet. You bet I do. I said, Do you know Jesus? She goes, I sure do. Listen, where is our trust? What are we trusting in? Because, see, it's not that the power isn't in you. Ooh. The power of God is in you. You got the Holy Ghost. But the question is simply, are you using it? Or does the enemy got you so derailed, distracted, paying too much attention over here and over here, and he's got you so off that you don't even see God moving. I wish I could tell you how many times a week I say to myself and to others, okay, we're going to get a different perspective on this. I can't even tell you how many times because it's so many. The enemy hates when you get a different perspective. He wants you to stay focused on you and how you hurt and how you're offended and how you happened this and that happened to you and look what that person did. He wants you to stay there. And I'm forever going, okay, I refuse to stay here. And I can't tell you how many times, like, okay, Cheryl, and I go to the yard to pick up poop, like usual, and I go, okay, Cheryl, you got to get another perspective on this, okay? This did not happen to, it's not all about you, and I got to get a fresh perspective. Or how many times I'm counseling, and I say, okay, that's what you see. Let's get a different perspective. What's God seeing? And I promise you, it's really about where is our trust? Hello, did God know we would be right where we're at, going through right what we're going through right now at this very time? 
So if junk is surfacing, it's time for you to put a finger on it and say it's either getting healed or it's getting killed. Right? It's time. It's time to say, you know what? I've been trying to tell you about Jesus. Now you're going to listen to me because if you want my help, you got to listen to me. It's time that when I get out of a car or go in any place, I'm going to say, Jesus, use me. Use me. I need to be a vessel so you can do a miracle. And stop with all the stuff that weighs us down. And before we know it, we can't even walk because we're walking like this. Are you hearing me? Say, I have a miracle mandate. I'm a vessel. He's going to use. He's going to use. See, God wants to do things through you, not just for you. Hello. God wants to do stuff through you. I see it constantly, but it's so true. We think he's got some really cool trained SWAT team swooping in. No, you're the best he's got. Ain't no swooping going on. He's not going to call special forces. You are special forces. You are special forces. Look at your neighbor and say, you're special forces. Say, you're the seals. You're the green berets. Hello. Are you getting this? He wants to work through us. See, when Jesus silenced that storm in the boat, he didn't do it just for them. He did it because they were acting all the crazy. But the reality was he wanted to show them what was in them. Hello? When God uses you, you know, they were like blown away. Man, even the winds and the waves obey this dude. I mean, this dude's got something. that. What was he showing them? What was... Lacking in them. When God used you to do a miracle, why? Why do we go, God used me. He's supposed to. He's supposed to. Are you getting this? That's why every chance you get, you should be laying hands. You should be praying. You should be just inviting people to church. You should be inviting them into a miracle. You should be doing whatever so that he can just keep using you and you won't be so shocked when he does use you. He'll use us all the time if we'll let him to do a miracle. I want, to, I want God to use me. Whatever in you, whatever's in you, will manifest itself outside of you. Whatever's in you. So if you've got fear in you, that's what people get. Fear. If you've got trust and belief in God in you, that's what's going to come out of you. If you've got well, I'm just a piece of garbage. That's what people get. They get you as a piece of garbage. Are you getting this? You're in a great house. You're in a house of healing. You're in a house of restoration. You're in a house of deliverance. You're in a house where you can get all that healed up, fixed up, cast out. Say out in Jesus' name. So you're in the right place, but you got to use it. The choice, the choice, the choice 
is yours. The choice is mine. We got to say, yes, God. Some people have been in this house a long time and they've never experienced the seminar, deliverance, inner healing. How? Oh my gosh, I'd be running to it. People say to me, well, Dr. Cheryl, have you, I've been through inner healing and deliverance, no lie, probably 70 plus times. Now, I know what you're thinking, man, you are messed up. No, you're layers. You're like an onion. You got these layers. And they just get peeled back. And you know what? Don't get stopped in when a layer's getting peeled back. Don't get stuck when a certain layer is there. And just like the prophetic word of the Lord this morning, struggling, struggling with your flesh or whatever, don't get stuck there. Say, okay, time for some ministry. Go and Come down here. If you can't get back into the seminar, come down here. We will pray with you right after church. Cast that thing out, seal you up, and get you back out on the road. This isn't brain surgery. It's ministry. And so I don't care. I'll go through 100 more times because God will keep peeling back layers that just need more healing. But what a great place. You just got to ask. You have not because you ask not. And he says right there, he just wants to work through you. He wants to use you for a miracle. But he's got to get what people see because you're just pouring out and bleeding out all your gook. He's got to get that cleaned up. See, two people clapped because they know. Hello. All right, last scripture here, Proverbs 4.23. Keep thy heart with all diligence. There it is. For out of it are the issues of life. See, what's in you? You got to guard your heart. Here's the principle I want you to grab. The kingdom of God is the world in reverse. Think about it for a minute. The kingdom of God is the world in reverse. So the world says you got to go higher. In God, it means you got to Lower yourself. You got to lie prostrate. Hello? The world says, I want to live big. The word of God says, you got to die. The world says, bigger and better. And God says, now, less of you, more of me. Are you getting that? The kingdom of God is the world in reverse. The world says, get everything you can get. Houses, cars, money, people. Use them. Get everything. And God says, no. Leave everything. Leave it all. Come follow me. Are you getting this? Guard your heart. Guard it. Because out of it is what everyone sees, the issues of life. Let it be that out of that heart, they see the love, the acceptance, the forgiveness of God. And people will want everything you have because they'll feel that love. They'll feel the love of God. They'll sense the love of God. And you know what? Do that to your family. Love, love, love. Sometimes we can love Susie at the corner, but we can't love our family. 
Love your family. Love the ones closest to you. Even when you just want to go bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Love them. Love them. It's okay to disagree, but it's not okay to not love. Be the reverse. The world says, hey, man, when you get sick of it, toss it aside, discard it. Jesus says, oh, no. Every life is redeemable. Every. Every. I think you're getting it. It's time. It's time for Christians to be desperate. It's time for miracles to be every day of your life. Every day. You say, well, Dr. Cheryl, I don't want to feel, seem silly. Like everything that happened, everything. God wants you excited if anything smells, feels, looks like a miracle. You can't overdo it. See, the acts of Jesus, the miracles, that's what causes the world to look at you. That's what causes the world to go, wow, there's something to this Christian stuff, this Jesus thing. I got to pay attention. Because when they look at you, they see life. Life. And it's not about stuff. It's about the life of God in you. I want you to see this clip. And really what it goes back to is your Holy Ghost. The roots. Does that Holy Ghost live big in here? I want you to watch this clip from Forrest Gump. And it's called Run, Forrest, Run. It's a miracle. Watch this. Now, my mom always told me that miracles happen every day. Some people don't think so, but they do. Run Forrest Gump! Just run away, Forrest. Run, Forrest! Run away! Hurry! Get the bikes! Hurry up! Let's get it! Look out, Johnny! Here we come! I'm gonna get you! Run, Forrest! Run! Run, Forrest! Come back here, you! plate to go. We're going to receive our seed offering. Amen. And uh, we just thank God for everything that you give. We love you and just thank God for our evangel family. Say run evangel. Run. Hallelujah. Let's read our scripture for giving. Generosity brings prosperity, but 
withholding from charity brings poverty. Those who live to bless others will have blessings heaped upon them. And the one who pours out his life to pour out blessings will be saturated with favor. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask Pastor Dorsey to come and close us today in prayer. Hallelujah. Father God, we just thank you. Father God, we thank you for the awesome visitation in this place on today. Father God, we pray that we would take your word and hide it in our hearts that we might not sin against thee. Father God, we take this word and we would allow it to digest all through the week and manifest, Father God, till we look like you, till we talk like you, till we walk like you. Father God, that we are the manifested sons and daughters in this earth that you have called us to be. Now, Father, go with us right now in the name of Jesus as we leave this place and never your presence. Father God, even bless the meal that is prepared, bless the hands that have prepared it, and bless your people, and it is in the precious Son, Jesus, we say amen.